Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. Got ourselves a little Arizona preview. Second year in a row we're playing this team. It's not the third, is it? It's second. Second year in a row we're playing this team. Got Ed Smith of the Believe Network coming on later, and then Danny King will be joining us for our fantasy draft giant factors and quick picks. I'm Bobby Skinner here with Justin Pennick. Justin, what's going on? My I'm nervous. I- I- I'm nervous. I'm getting I'm getting bad feelings, but however, people are talking me off the ledge, and then people have been asking me questions on social media that has made me do some further research that I that we will share when we talk about the Cardinals. But I'm nervous. Like Bobby, things are going too well, too confident, too cocky. We are a cocky pod. We're a first place pod, but we're also a cocky pod. But th- it, things are going too well, and. I know we said on Wednesday show that oh Washington you know we're not we're not afraid we're not this we're not that I'm I'm getting a little anxious so excited three of the last four home three of the last uh, four games are home and the furthest we have to travel is Baltimore Maryland which is nice but I'm nervous so I don't get nervous until the kickoff happens it, for me it's just it doesn't matter who we're playing how bad the Giants it's just arrogance and then when the kickoff starts it's like okay I'm nervous now. We should kick it off with starting about Daniel Jones, though, right? Like, should should we talk about our quarterback being back? He is back. He's, he's back in the New York roof. He's gonna play, right? I mean, it, it's yeah, you know, it, he's taking snaps from Nick Gates means he's gonna play. There, I I would be blown away if he doesn't play on Sunday, Justin. If Colt McCoy has not gotten starting reps, now I don't know if I remember somebody specifically reporting on it. If Colt McCoy were getting starting reps, they would have reported on it. The beat reporters would. Yeah, right. he's he's going to play. He's going to play. Um, you know who else is is going to play? A lot of people. Josh Valchik. Yeah. Josh Valkich. Upstate Tuck. I know his real name, but he put Upstate Tuck, so I'm going to leave it as Upstate Tuck. He's from the upstate New York, if you hadn't heard. Justin Gookins. Justin Gookins. And then John Daly's um, grandson, Ryan Daly. Justin... Who are these peoples? Who are these wonderful peoples? They went to patreon.com backslash talking giants for $2 a month. One, two, uno, dos. Not the same as pesos, though. I think you need to pay a little bit more. If you're paying in pesos, you need to pay a little bit more than two. If you go to patreon.com backslash talking giants to um, hang out with us on Victory Sunday, so you don't have to wait until Victory Monday to hear what we have to say and celebrate with us. And also you get access to uh, monthly shirt raffles and uh, some behind-the-scenes content things. Bobby's been doing a fun, like, daily conversation 
thread too, where you get to talk with the other patrons and you get to talk to Bobby. I, I know that he's been doing that. That's been pretty cool. I think that's a nice little perk. So patreon.com backslash talking giants. Yeah, I'm almost forgot to do that. All right. So Daniel Jones is going to play and you know, here's the, the bland sports ticks. Probably not going to be running around the yard like crazy. Um, nope. you know, Danny will come with late weather later, but it's supposed to be bad weather. Um, I'm very interested to see how Arizona plays Daniel Jones. Because if you can remember last year, this was the game where Daniel Jones was sacked eight times. But I credited four of those were his fault. Mm. Where he had guys underneath and he was just so focused downfield. He would not come underneath. And there was guys wide open, whether it was Saquon, Evan Ingram. And he was just so focused downfield and he was taking sacks. Even on a screen play, he took a sack. Um, that being said... Our offense is the exact opposite this year, <laughs> you know. So I'm really interested to see how Arizona, if they play him in a similar way, or if they are like, hey, like we're gonna, like I don't, I don't know how they're gonna play us because there's one way they play, and then there's one way that's good to play against us, and those, those are opposites. I don't think it's a hot take to say the Giants have become, or at least since Week Nine. They have been the hottest rushing offense in the National Football League. Um, and I kind of did a breakdown by formation in terms of how how their efficiency has gone and how their yards per carry has gone. So here's what I found. 11 personnel, which is your typical three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. They have 43 rushing attempts, 5.1 yards per carry. 12 personnel, which is the two tight end, one wide receiver, uh, one running back. 50 attempts, 5.6 yards per attempt. 22 personnel, this isn't that good, but they also don't really run it a lot. One wide receiver, two tight ends, two running backs, 30 attempts, 1.7 yards per carry. So don't do that. Um, and That's then 13, a lot of goal line carries right there, too. That probably is true with the, with, the, with the fullback. Two running backs is meaning a fullback. But they also have been running a lot of 13 personnel, which this is the crazy package that Tim Coffey told us all summer. They're going to run 13 personnel. They're going to run 13 personnel. And we're like, Tim, you're crazy. And they sucked well, that Tim, at the start. They did stink at it at the start, but Bobby, 13 personnel is one wide receiver, three tight ends, one running back. They've had 20 attempts since week nine, 4.8 yards per carry. That is such a heavy formation. <laughs> and the fact that they're getting five yards a pop when they've been running the ball. Well, I'm pretty sure also the 60 yard uh, Wayne Gallman run was on, th wasn't 13 personnel. Almost so. every play on Sunday was out of 13 personnel. <laughs> yeah. So they've been good. They they have been really good. They have been one of the hottest rushing offenses in the National Football League, and that doesn't you know that doesn't include Daniel Jones. It's with the running backs, for sure. Um, Devon J. Campbell. We don't know if he's going to play Isaiah Simmons. I I talked about him in the interview a little bit. Simmons, man, he plays. He's been playing a little more, thirty to fifty percent the last few weeks. All the season, he has twenty eight percent snaps. Think about these snaps on a guy who's playing a quarter of them, or these these stats. 40 tackles, 32 of which are solo, two sacks, four tackles for a loss and an interception. That's for somebody who's playing a quarter of the snaps. He's a playmaker. They just basically he gets lost out there. He gets lost in coverage. He's like he doesn't he doesn't know where to line line up. He doesn't know where to be in coverage. He's taking a a, a long time to get adjusted to the NFL. But when he's out there, he's actually getting like putting together a little bit of production. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, and I talked about this during the pre-draft process, if you don't have a position in college, you're going to have to find one in the NFL. So it's not like 
you're talking about a guy who is solely an interior linebacker, so he knows how to play the interior linebacker spot because they didn't work him out at safety, Bobby. If NFL teams wanted him to work at, at work out at safety at the combine, uh, or if they wanted him to be a safety, they would have asked him to work out at safety at the combine. They only asked him to work out as linebacker. Jabril Peppers worked out at both linebacker and safety because they weren't sure what, what position he was going to play. So... If you don't have a set position in college and you can't learn a position, I, I, it's not surprising that he's taken a little while. doesn't mean that I think he's going to be a good player because that versatile skill set is very valuable and you're seeing the production being produced in a short, in a short-term basis. Yeah, we always knew he was going to be a linebacker. In fact, I thought he, I think he would fit perfectly in that Jabril Peppers role. Um, you know, against a team like Seattle, which I guess they played twice a year, not as much deep safety as Peppers played, but like that, you know, that money backer. Gapless in the run game, man coverage and zone and pass coverages and, you know, covering the flats and zone. Um, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what he does. I hope Andrew Thomas pancakes him, though. That would be fun to watch. That would be fun. Yeah. Buda Baker flies. I mean, we know Patrick Peterson's really good. We know Buda Baker flies around. He's a beast. I mean, he's their leading tackler, you know, sacks, interceptions, tackles for a while. He does, he, he does everything. Man, I just, re- I really think on offense, you know, within the constructs of the way the offense is built, Really comes down to how Jones looks. Like, is he yeah. getting the ball out quickly? And are they giving us the underneath stuff? And if they're not, are we able to get those big plays? Yeah, I I think getting rid of the ball needs to be a priority for Daniel Jones. I'm at the point where I don't. It doesn't matter what the team is. It's shown that Daniel Jones cannot be a quarterback that can just hold on to the ball, even when he's breaking containment and when he's running to the outside. He had a nice few plays in that Dallas game. Or that's the game that sticks out the most of his uh, his improvisation skills, but Daniel Jones is just a much better quarterback when he can read the defense before the snap, find out where he's going to go with the ball, make whatever adjustments he needs to make at the line of scrimmage, and just because you're getting rid of the ball quick doesn't mean you're not throwing it down the field. We've seen Daniel Jones have his quickest uh, time before the throw games while also having his most air, his highest air yards per attempt games as well. So those two things aren't separate. They're not independent from each other. So go Daniel Jones, explosive plays. They need to happen in the pass game. They need to happen in the run game. If you don't get ex- as as same thing as it, as it's been all year, Bobby, if the offense doesn't produce explosive plays, uh, very unlikely they're going to win. Right. Marcus Golden, that's a fun storyline. Um, don't need to say much about him. Let's talk about their offense a little bit before we, we go to the interview. They were balling. They started out hot. Now they've lost. They've lost. Their team has lost three games in a row. I split the raw stats for Kyler of the first nine games compared to the last three games. I mean, he has dropped significantly in every single portion and completion percentage. And I'll go from the first nine to the last three: sixty-eight percent to down to sixty-three percent. Yards per game: two sixty-one to two thirteen. Yards per attempt: seven point five to five point five. Um, touchdown interception: seventeen eight to five two. So that's um, similar, if actually maybe a little bit better. Um, okay, and ru- this is where it's big, Justin, because you can have like a couple g- games bad in the passing, but a QB who runs like h- him should be kind of consistent or at least close, or it makes sense. Like he, you know, he has a big run this week, doesn't the other week? The first nine games, he was basically averaging ten carries a game, nine point seven, for seventy nine yards per game. Unreal, yeah, eight point one yards per carry. I mean, me and you were talking about it, not as far as like facing the Giants. Because uh, there's so much hype around the Cardinals and Kyler, I was like, honestly, he's more dangerous on with his feet yep. than than he his legs than he is 
passing. Like, what he's doing in the passing game really isn't anything crazy. He's getting some deep shots here and there, but really he's just relying on Hopkins. So, 9.7 carries and 79 yards a game. To the last three weeks, he has 15 carries for 61 yards, which is five carries for 20. His injury, he has just—he has not been a runner. He has not been a runner. And that, honestly, that is the biggest reason they've lost three games in a row to me. Wasn't his injury an upper body injury? Yeah, shoulder. I guess, so I guess you don't want to take hits. That's that's probably. I mean, I, what I'm not thinking. saying that's exactly why, but since that happened, this is when this is when this has happened. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm doing an outsider looking in. Like, yeah. oh, O-line's good. It's Shane Lemieux, the reason that's fixing it. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, even their season air yards is uh, in terms of uh, comparing Jones to Murray. Murray's air yards per attempt numbers are only about a yard greater than Jones, and that's not that much considering just how conservative Jones has been. Top two deep passers in the league. They take their shots when they're available, and I would like to think that I'm more confident in the Giants' defense of not allowing the deep play versus the Cardinals, and really that's I think that's more of a testament to how good the Giants have been in not allowing the deep play versus my respect for the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have a decent defense. Um, but Bobby, in terms of their rushing offense, um, I was afraid of this game, but and I it, ignorant on me for not really checking the numbers before I tweeted this, but I was afraid of this game because I remember how the Giants got their ass kicked against San Francisco, and there are very few teams in the National Football League that run like an outside zone scheme. Stefanski's one, uh, Shanahan's another that have, and you would think that. Um, Kingsbury's another guy that has such a very creative scheme. But that was last year. Stefanski had a very creative scheme last year where he's running outside zone plays. The the the, cre- the creativity in the run game was really fun to see. You talked about that over and over again last year. About, hey, where is this from Shermer? Where is this from, uh, uh you know, Hal Hunter and stuff like that? So, but this year, 68% of the Cardinals' run plays are going up the middle and guard. That is, that is above average, and only 18% are going outside the tackles. Last year, Bobby, 30% of their running plays were outside the tackles, 30%. So that's, you know, it's it's almost a 50% difference right there um, in terms of how they're, the tendencies of where they're running the ball. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you where it's like, you know, Monday morning, Tuesday, you're thinking about the Cardinals matchup. You're like, man, they like to get out on the edges. And then you said, like, you look at those numbers, you look at what they've been doing. They're yeah. not doing that. This also, has- they're running, they're running, I'm sorry, one more thing. They're running a lot of 12 personnel. Like, Kingsbury, we like to think him as the, they're, they're spreading the- stuff from Baltimore. They're spread, yeah, they're, whoa, that's a good thought. They're spreading the field. They're not, at least on their rushing plays, they're running a lot of 12 personnel. They they are copying some stuff with Baltimore with Max Williams and Dan Arnold as their tight ends. This was always- the game on the schedule for the Giants, where it's like, when could they steal him? This was always the one, because I think Bradbury can handle Hopkins, who, you know, Hopkins is, you know, he was limited in practice with uh, neck and back. Um, I won't finish that song. Uh, oh, I heard that song today. <laughs> what I did. Song? I really. Ma knew. No, that's Ma... not. <laughs> uh, copyright. You can handle Bradbury on there. Yeah, copyright. That's the reason why. <laughs> um, like, he, I mean, look at Bradbury versus Hopkins last year. Did good, did good. Um, so that I've always worried about that. And it's like, okay, then we can if we can contain Kyler in the run game, which I think we will. Like, I feel pretty confident about like playing this team. I always thought this, especially with Chandler Jones out. Um, here's something I have um, a scoop 
or a hunch, Justin. Mm. Okay. I was saving this for this episode. I was going to say Xavier McKinney is going to play a lot, and he's going to be used as a spy on Kyler. I'm pretty confident McKinney is going to not really play much. He's going to play the same role he has the last couple weeks. Do you want to know why? All right, well, take Crowder. Do you want to know why? How I know that? Why? Because on his Instagram story said, my whole life I've been having to prove him wrong. Guess I got to do it again. Which basically oh. means they're not playing him. Tough. I don't like that sign, though. Like, you're not getting what you want, so you go to your Instagram stories. Typically, uh, typically, I, I don't he's, like he's that. He's a kid. He's a kid. I still, I, I, I at 28 have the desire to do that, and I'm a, I'm a nobody. You know, All right, I'm if, a hip, if somebody, I'm a hypocrite. If somebody crosses me, I want to, you know, I want to put something subliminal in my Instagram stories. I don't do it anymore, but I tell myself, like Bobby, literally nobody cares, but I still have the urge. I am a hypocrite, by the way, because I literally posted on my Instagram story today my displeasure of Joe Judge wearing a Don Bosco prep sweatshirt when I work at St. Peter's Prep and I and St. Peter's Prep is uh my alma mater. So um I'm Peter's already prep. a hypocrite. You you don't know St. Peter's Prep. Thank God. You're just <laughs> Best uh best Jesuit school in the state of New Jersey. It's because it's the only Jesuit school in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> Anything else before we kick it to the interview? Uh, no. Uh, did you uh, did you ask in the interview why DeAndre Hopkins only catches footballs on the left side of the football field? I did, and he's like, "We don't know." Um, he's like, <laughs> he's like, and I'm, I'm giving it away. He's like, "It's frustrating. We we have no clue why." Um, Ed Ed no, Smith of the Believe Cardinals uh, Network. Uh, he was actually he does radio, so sometimes we get these guys on these former players and they suck. Orlando Skandrick, how you doing? And then you get like a guy like Fred Smoot, who I like that, but some people didn't like that because it was more of just like trash talking and less like actual like good information. Ed uh, does a good job of that. So here is Ed Smith of the Believe Podcast Network. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome in who does Arizona Radio, part of the Believe in Arizona podcast, former NFL veteran. I know he did lose his last two games to the Giants, so you know uh, he can't brag too much on us. Ed Smith, what's going on, Ed? Hey, Bob. Good, uh, Bobby. Good to be with you, man. Looking forward to talk, chopping this one up. I think we uh, talked about it right before we jumped in. Who would have thought that this would be one of those hot games a few weeks ago? You know? Oh yeah. I mean, we just had a game next week, flex the Sunday Night Football, and it's you know we haven't been in this territory in, in some time. I know Arizona has been, you know. It's, Actually, it's, it's, Arizona was pretty good with Carson Palmer not too long ago, so I guess it's been a little better for you guys over there. Yeah, you know, we're dealing with a little bit of a skid over here right now. You know, with that 5-2 and two start, everybody got all hyped up and on the train, and now there's a whole bunch of people jumping off of it after the last five. A little bit of a, you know, like I said, a little skid, but we're going to try to pull out of it this week up against that tough uh, opponent, which is the Giants, though. Yeah, and I'll I'll start with that. You know, I, I, the splits for the last three games compared to the other the rest of the season, for Kyler, I mean, it's in every you know he's averaging two yards less per attempt. The rushing is nowhere near what it was, and you know I thought a big part of what Arizona do, was doing early was like, hey, I don't think Kyler's really even letting it up. He's just running so much and doing it so well and effectively. I know he's been banged up. I mean, has it been anything noticeable that's different, or or teams catching up to it, or what? Well, you know, Bobby, I'm wondering a little bit how healthy that shoulder is because the last few games have really been 
kind of he's been really kind of muted. You know, it's almost like they're trying to protect him a little bit. Hasn't been as dynamic in the running game. And, you know, we don't want our quarterbacks out there necessarily running all over the field. But that is such an important part of his game. So when he loses that or doesn't utilize it, I should say, whether it's him or the, the coaching staff and the game plan, it just kind of brings him back to earth a little bit, you know. Being of a smaller stature, you know, he's a hard time, you know, seeing through the trees sometimes. So if you can get pressure up the middle, it forces him even more into, you know, being just an average quarterback. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on. In my opinion, in order for us to get back on track, it's going to rely a whole lot on his legs and whether he's able to get out there and create some things, uh, you know, and sometimes it's just the threat of him running is enough to keep defensive defensive honest. We haven't had that in the last few weeks and you can tell it's uh, teams are taking advantage of us right now. And um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, obviously that is, is Kyler's number one option. He'd be everybody's number one, number one option in the NFL. We have noticed, and my co-host, he made sure I want to ask this. He looks at the, uh, the next gen stats and he's like, why is it every single thing to be an out route on the left side of the football field? Now, a lot of people will hate on a guy like Michael Thomas because of the, the routes he runs. But it's like, okay, but he puts up more production than anybody in the NFL. Is that something where it's like, hey, it's working. We're going to continue doing it. Or in Arizona, it's like, hey, like we need to open it up a little more. That has been one of my biggest pet peeves from day one, especially when you get a DeAndre Hopkins, you think we're going to take advantage of his vertical stretch, you know, and sometimes he doesn't even have to be the target. If you can open the lid on the, on the off, you know, the defense, that'll create some space and everything in the middle of the field. We have been notorious. Our passing game has been so horizontal, bubble screens, uh, two yard outs, and it makes it so easy for defenses to cover us. You know, it's, it's, evident in our lack of yak as well when guys are catching the ball on the sideline it's so easy to either force them out or you know you gang tackle them and I'm not sure whether it's a game plan issue or just something that Kyler's comfortable with but man we've got to figure out a way to open up the back end of the uh, passing game and take advantage of some of the stuff over the middle of the field that has been one of those things that has been painful to watch and everybody and here's the crazy part Bobby if you guys are noticing it meaning media and everybody who's talking about it. I know the coaching staffs are who, who are preparing for us each week. And like I said, it just makes it that much easier to kind of bottle us up and contain uh, um, uh, DeAndre if that's our plan of attack. Right. And in the run game. Now, I remember prepping for last year, and I was, I was pretty amazed by Cliff Kingsbury, not really his passing concepts, but the, the different stuff he did in the run game against the Giants. They got outside on the edge, which is – you know, I think it's the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to run on the outside edges, and the best coordinators can do it. Now, I could look at running stats and, and, and draw conclusions. How has the running game looked? Has it been kind of basic? Has they been getting out on the edges, or has it been struggling? That's been another big disappointment for me primarily because we take about 95% of our snaps out of shotgun. Uh, it eliminates play action for one, but it also, for me, it doesn't suit uh, um, uh, uh, Drake, Kenyon Drake. I, I think he's more of a downhill guy. We should be under center more, allowing him to stretch and get out to the outer edges or pick a hole in some of these power runs, maybe with a lead block, tight end, or somebody leading him through. This lead option for me has always been, you know, it's great when Kyler's running, but because he's not running as much now, and you don't really have to defend that portion of it. You zero in on the, the running back. And like I said, there's no momentum generated, nothing. And I think what teams are starting to do is, you know, obviously last year was a lot of first time seeing different things. 
And now there's so much film on us, and you're starting to notice that teams are really stopping that particular brand of running. And we have not made any adjustments. And that until we do that and take some pressure off of Kyler, as, as long as that running game stays stagnant, no creativity, everything's a read option, uh, or – you know, it's just, for me, it's just been very disappointing. And I hope at some point, you know, this will be a lesson for Kingsbury. It's going to be time to reopen that playbook and start, you know, make, doing some different X's and O's because he's going to have to learn. In college, you can get away with that stuff a lot of times, you know, running the same stuff over and over because most times you have just more talent than the other team. In the NFL, talent is matched, and now it's all about scheme. And I haven't seen him make those adjustments thus far uh, in his uh, game planning. Yeah, I mean, if that's one thing, the biggest difference from this coaching staff for the Giants to last year is, you know, our defensive coordinator last year. Well, you guys know him. James Betcher was in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I thought he did a good job in Arizona. I think he just copied and pasted Todd Bowles, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. But we talked – everyone talked about how complex his defense was, that it was so complex to run that he didn't run it. I was like, well, what do we bring him in here for? Yeah. Well, Patrick Graham this year really – I mean, it's week to week we see something different out of him. Switching to your side on the defense. I'll just add, I mean, this simple one, Devon J. Campbell is, do you think he's going to play this week? I know he's on the injury report. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm still looking at some of the updates and everything. I just, you know, uh, that'll be interesting, you know, to see if he's in the lineup, but yeah, I haven't caught up on the, uh, the um, uh, injury reports and everything thus far, but like I said, it, we, we are hoping he's available because that would definitely add a little something to our punch. And we definitely need that right now because, you know, teams are starting to run on us. We're not, we're not, the, the one thing with Vance Johnson, Vance Joseph, I, I thought we would be a little more dynamic in some of our plans of attack. And I'm seeing what you guys are doing, and that's exactly what we should be doing. We're, we've been a little vanilla as of late. We've broken out some different things. I remember a few weeks ago we kind of twisted uh, Russell Wilson up a little bit, just like you guys did this past week. But we were throwing some different things at him in the second half of our game when, he, when they came out here. And I thought, wow, if they stay on that trend – this could be, you know, the, the, the time we turn the, the corner. But they kind of reverted back to vanilla. And, you know, in the NFL, if you're going to do the same thing and teams get a chance to see it and know what you're bringing, man, it just makes it so much more difficult. And that's kind of been where we're at the last couple of weeks. So Right. Now, we, we know about the playmakers, Buda Baker, Patrick. Like, we, we know the playmakers on the Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons, Giants fans know a lot about him because – you know, the debate was, you know, left tackle or Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, they went mm-hmm. left tackle. The storylines to start the year, he was basically not playing at all. He's been playing a little more lately. But I was even looking at the raw numbers for the percent of snaps he's at. I was like, man, these are these are like really good numbers for the amount of snaps he's playing. Have they – like, what has been the story on him? Has it been they don't, like, are afraid to use him? Or, like, I, I don't get it because I see those numbers and I'm like, man, like, they've got to figure out a way to – to play this guy. I think like that's what a coaching staff is for is to figure out how to use a guy like this. It's been so confusing, Bobby. I think the biggest thing, and this is just my opinion, I don't think he's caught up with the speed of the game yet. And because with that talent, when you see what he does, when he feel when it when he feels like he's in the right spot at the right time, or you can always tell sometimes when he's like comfortable out there, man, he's a beast. And then you can use him in so many different ways. If he's lined up at, at uh, you know the safety position, you can put him in the middle of the field as a linebacker. You can bring him off the edge. Uh, you know you can line him up against any tight end in the league, and he's you know one of them dudes that can almost lock those guys down. But what I've seen is there's either a lack of confidence in what they're seeing at practice and definitely on the film uh, when he's out there on Sundays 
when he's not looking good, he's really not looking good. And that's one of those things where I just think without the offseason that most rookies are afforded, he has kind of his growth has been stunted. And there's a lot of trickery with him because he's not a dude you just line up in one spot. He's a dude that's going to have so many different responsibilities once he gets it. And, like, you know, you got a few guys around the league, you know, some defensive guys on the line. And, like you said, uh, you guys drafted on the offensive line. That's one position to learn. I think with him, he's got so much swimming in his head. And you can tell there's been a few times when he's been out there, it's almost like he's like like a deer in headlights, just trying right. to figure it out. And if you're out there thinking on the field, the la- I mean, you it's so easy to take advantage of that young – I don't care how much talent you have, that young – um, you know, guy out there. And I just think, Bobby, they're just still trying to figure it out. The number of snaps that he gets per game are confusing to me. You know, you're talking about uh, 16, 17 snaps. He's been as low as 11 or 12 snaps in the game. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I mean, I was a backup tight end in the league, and I played, you know, more than that. So this is something we're really going to have to figure out because there's too much talent in him to at this point in the season to still be kind of nurturing it along. Yeah, you think they'd figure out some – you're talking about responsibilities, almost like, you know, you guys know with, with you know, like that money back role. It's like, hey, you you got no gap responsibility in the run game, make plays, and, mm-hmm. and coverage will put you in man coverage. It's, it's been interesting from the outside looking in to – because, like, you know, like I said, it, Isaiah Simmons is somebody that Giants Nation talked about a ton. And to go from, you know, a lot of people saying you can't pass on this guy to he's just not even playing is, yeah. is a weird jump. Another guy we're familiar with, and I'll finish off on this. How are you guys treating our friend Marcus Golden, man? He was a fan favorite. We miss him over here. Uh, man, we, we love him out here. Uh, you know, great addition. And I'm sure he is ready for this. He's going to be one of those dudes that's ready for this game. I've been in that position before playing a former team. And, you know, guys will, like, try to play it off. Like, it's no big deal. It's just another game. But I'm sure he's looking to light this one up. And, you know, everybody, you know, there's all kinds of situations why guys leave teams or organizations, you know, let a guy go. But it's always it's like running to that running into that ex girlfriend at the club, you know. You want to make sure you have something pretty on your arm to show her, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing all right for yeah. myself. And I'm sure he's gonna be ready to to show out if he can. And I'm hoping he does to help us get a victory because we definitely need one at this point, Bobby. Mar- Marcus is a pro's pro, but we knew for you know, from people telling us like he was not happy with the way the Giants just weren't using him. Yeah. Um, especially coming off of a ten sack year and you know, I remember watching that first game with him against Miami. He had one sack, and then they called, you know, like a defensive holding or something that ended up uh, taking off. So, he, I thought he was our best passer while he was here. Um, so, glad to hear he's doing well. Yeah. Ed, where can, I, where can people find you? Hey, first off, appreciate you having me on, Bobby. Uh, love what you guys are doing. Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ed Smith Speaks. I also, like I said, the Believe uh, network. We're on the, we do believe in Arizona Cardinals and uh, that's B-L-E-A-V. And I also do a radio show out here every Saturday on KDUS 1060 AM. It's called the Easy Sports Talk Show. Uh, so they can find us online or they can actually jump on Facebook as well, the Easy Sports Talk Show. We uh, broadcast it live there as well. And if people are interested, I also just kind of had a second release of my book, uh, Easy Does It, The Journey of a Lifetime. You can go to edsmithspeaks.com. There's a book tab on there. And if you order the book on uh, 
that uh, tab, I actually sign everyone personally and send them out uh, directly. So I appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to get you guys. I want to have you guys on the uh, Easy Sports Talk show out here on a Saturday, too. Sounds good, Ed. Ed Smith Speaks.com. I'll definitely check that out and uh, grab myself a copy if you're listening. Go do it uh, yourself. Ed, thanks again. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it, man. No holds bad. He was, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the Vasity. All right. Thank you, Ed, for coming on. Make sure to go follow him, um, Ed Smith Speaks. Go to edsmithspeaks.com and get his book. I actually am going to get it. Uh, I probably won't read it just because I'm an idiot and I don't really read well, but I want to buy the book. Um, but you guys should read it and tell me what happens. How about that? How about we How about we do that, people? Anyways, we now welcome on to the program Danny King for weather and trivia. What's going on, Danny? Nothing much. Uh, today I now have a weather map with me from like the YouTube it. version. We got weather map here now, so now let me get this straight. Here we go. So we're in the northeast. We're up here today. Arizona's back behind me. What's it like in the Middle East? It's going to be... The- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we don't got satellites there for many different reasons. But uh, t- today we got... It's, it was People said it was supposed to rain, but apparently the rain's going to move out early in the, in the morning. So it's going to be mostly cloudy. Whoa. No rain seems like in the forecast for this game, at least according to my sources and my uh, weather map, even though it does say rain and thunderstorms right there. But so it's going to be mostly cloudy, apparently, according to my weather sources. And people are coming from my job now on Twitter. I just noticed that recently. This is good. I like this. I like this. We need to get you um, you like a made of the mist costume. Like It gets like better. Do you want me to switch it up? What I'm going to have my background for the rest of the show be? Do it. Cam Fleming. He's he's. <laughs> I felt bad about that. I'm so um, glad. I was worried you guys were gonna post that. It's like, it's like Cam Fleming must just hate us. And um, it's gonna be my background for the rest of the show. How you doing, Cam Fleming? How come you didn't put the waste? I, I made a whole. Wa- I put the wasted oh, thing. Damn it! I forgot about that. Point. The G the GTA. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gonna post that on Twitter on Sunday when Cam Fleming in- inevitably makes his mistake. That's gonna be my tweet against Cam Fleming. If he does, if he, he does, you have you you have my permission to post it. I don't want to post in it. game. You have my in permission. game, that's fine. Like a Tuesday morning after a win, that's just brutal. <laughs> All right, uh, Danny, give us some give us some topical trivia. Topical trivia: Who holds the most receiving touchdowns in a game against the Arizona Cardinals? For the Giants. For the Giants, it's gonna be limited because they don't play very often usually. What's the time era? Like eight, what decade? We are in the eighties. Oh, Stephen Baker. Stephen Baker, the touchdown. Damn, record. I was gonna say Stephen Baker. I'll go what? Mark Bavaro. No, none of those two. The answer actually is er- McConkie's towel. No, Ernest er- Ernest Gray. <laughs> I could be saying it says Gray, or it could be Gary. Ernest Gray. That's what I'm going with right now. Week one of the 1980 season, he had nine catches for 174 yards and four touchdowns. My man, wow. Ernest Gray. Oh, you even went 81, out. so it wasn't even the good Giants years. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. We had to. We got to build ourselves up to those good years, but we. That, that, that's what we're happening now. We, we sucked from 2011 on, except 2016. But that was our defense, and now we're good again. We're winning the division. I think the Cardinals. Think the Cardinals were were they in? St. I think they, no, St. I think, I think St. they were in St. Louis still. And, yeah. That's my ESPN going like, you guys see Kyrie Irving got fined twenty five grand. Wild. For not speaking to the media, right? Yeah. He's gonna get fined a lot this year if he keeps it up. <laughs> All right, that's trivia. Time for the fantasy draft. Danny, well, first of all, I freaking were I I made work last week. I had forty five points. Uh, Danny, you had thirty one point eight points. Justin, you had twenty five. 
something. I, I didn't write down the decimal for me and you, Justin. Justin, you are still in first place with 442 points. But Danny is 20 points back on you. He gained some ground on you. You know, you took the lead over him. Danny is working his way back. And I am proudly under the 100-point margin for the first time in a few weeks. I am at 85 points back. I am very proud of that. Look at that money game. He's coming back. He he's he he's like the Undertaker as well. He's riser from the dead. Did I not say I need to make up twenty points a week for the rest of the season? Well, Did, I made up twenty points this week. Yeah, hey. I mean, who thought the Giants would be in the middle of a division race? Here we are today. Exactly, exactly. All right. So what this is uh, a way to highlight some of the matchups from each game. We will do a um, we do. All right, now your background is just getting distracting, Danny. <laughs> no. uh, um, <laughs> what we do is we. We do a fantasy draft of the Giants and their opponent to highlight the matchups, and we keep score. This week, Danny will be picking first, Justin will be picking second, I'll be picking last, and then it'll snake. We go four rounds. Danny, who is your pick one in the Giants-Cardinals fantasy draft? My pick one this week will be good old reliable Sterling Shepard. Now, because... Wow. Yeah. What? Who... Because, I mean, Daniel Jones, the whole how healthy will he be? Will he really be able to run the ball? Who knows if he will be in those runs? He will be, but, like, who knows how crazy it will be this week. Sterling Shepard, always reliable, will always get you points. And I don't trust Darius Slayton because what has he proven us these past few weeks? Nothing. He's, he's done nothing. I love Darius Slayton, but he, he's done nothing to contribute to this football team. So give me Darius Slayton this week, please. I think going Giants here was kind Sterling of ballsy. Shepard. Sterling Shepard. I said Darius Slayton by accident. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Going Giants here is kind of ballsy to me. I think you you have to pick Giant first, but it is the clear wrong Giant pick. Are you saying Wayne Gallman? Yes. He doesn't get catches or touchdowns. Well, what? Do you, what? Do you, Wayne Gallman doesn't get catches or touchdowns. Not last week. He scored one, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns in his last. One, two, three, four, five, six games. How many in his last one game? <laughs> well, he had 13 and a half fantasy no, points. No, how mad he I was I didn't get Dion Lewis, and the, then uh, Alfred Morris was like the leading scorer last week. I no, the, love it. That's the problem with Wayne Golan. He makes those big runs, and then Alfred Morris comes in and finishes it off and gets the points. No, 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 no. That's just as of last week. Wayne, Wayne Goldman has not really been an ultra-explosive play, 20-plus-yard running back. He has been the goal-line guy where, you know, Jones is kind of just throwing him down the field. Last week was so weird because Jones wasn't in the game. But when, you know, Jones is throwing the ball down the field and then Gallman's punching it in inside the five-yard line, those are those are free fantasy points. So, Danny King, I think you're crazy. Thank you for letting Wayne Gallman just fall to me. If, if I had a big board and I was a nerd like Bobby and I made a big board every week, Wayne Gallman would be number one, two, and three for me. Call me a nerd? I wasn't the one who yeah. was triggered by people not liking analytics today. Call me a nerd. <laughs> Here's something a nerd wouldn't do. You pick the best wide receiver don't, in don't the NFL. Say Hopkins, I don't, don't care say if him. it's James Bradbury covering don't him. Say him. DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. You pick him. You pick him in this matchup. It's not like we have like a, a number one fantasy option every week. It's different for the Giants every week. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins with my first pick. I get the James Bradbury effect. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. And with my second bet, I'm almost thinking about hedging it. I'm I'm really thinking about hedging it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this because I'll be happy with who will become around. There'll be three guys I'll be happy with when the comes back around. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. He is their big play guy for the Cardinals. He'll be lined up on cornerback too. Uh, I know I know Yidem's been playing better. But if there's going to be some chances taken against Kyler, that will be the guy that's left there. And Christian Kirk, um, he's their leading touchdown guy. I mean, he has six touchdowns on the year. He has more touchdowns than DeAndre Hopkins. Um 
Uh, you know, he's only got 500 yards on the year, but he is a touchdown getter. So I'm going Christian Kirk. I'm getting both Cardinals receivers with my first two picks. That's what happens when you are double covering DeAndre Hopkins in the red zone. You have other guys come open, but Graham has also been pretty smart with almost letting Bradbury cover his own guy on an island and shadowing cornerback twos and his slot corners with safeties over the top. Um, the problem is, though, my... if Hopkins isn't on the left side of the field, you you, you don't get points, apparently. But he will be that. on the left side of the field. <laughs> it's, he's literally he's only, only be on, on the, the left, left side of the field. field. Um, my second pick is going to be Evan Ingram. He's going to be Evan Ingram. He's had some really good receiving days as of late. Um, fortunately, in fantasy football, if a ball goes off your hands and results in an interception, you don't lose fantasy points. Um, he has been, he did have a fumble a couple weeks ago, but he had the fumble in the midst of his best receiving yards, re- receiving day of his career yards-wise. Um, and with Jones, it seems like they have a little bit of a good connection. When he's not being used as a tight end with his hand on the ground or when he's being used over the middle of the field, when he's being used on the sideline, he's really good. Give me Evan Ingram. I just, for some reason, I said I knew this person would come around. I forgot there's five picks between, or four picks between my next one. For some reason, I was thinking there's two. Um, Evan Ingram could be, this could be one of those games where Evan Ingram goes off. I, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, taking advantage of Isaiah Simmons, you know, inexperience. Devondre Campbell's out, you know, if he's out. You know, they don't really have anybody that's going to get there um, with Chandler Jones gone. And the O-line's performing. Ingram, this could be a huge game for Ingram. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the most points this week. I respect it. Boom. I respect it. All right, so now with my second pick, I, I've been debating because Golda Tate, he has been invo- he was involved in the offense when Jones, in that Bengals game before he went down. Now he's more involved, uh, whatever, this uh, last week. But then I just don't know how involved he'll be again. Like, was that just a one-week thing with Jones? Was he just feeling him that week? Who knows? So this week, because he's on the injury report... With whatever, I forgot what off the top of my head, if it might have been the neck back, I will take Chase Edmonds. That's I will correct. be taking Chase Edmonds Oh, right wow. Here. You're going... I, you I know what? Every time I, I say, like, I can't believe Danny picked this guy, it he works goes out, off, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm really risking it all right now. Like, I need him to have a good game. And then with my next pick, this is where I'm struggling again. I honestly don't know, because Larry Fitzgerald, coming back. But he was on Just COVID, and he had a pretty and he had a pretty bad case of it. He lost four pounds. He even rewrote his will. Wait, that you, you don't do that in your spare time usually. No, Larry for sure looked for headlines. What's new? Yeah, uh, but uh, so with my next pick, I'm gonna take old reliable here. I'm gonna take. You know what? No, screw it. Darius Slayton. He gets a touchdown this week. Oh, okay. I like that pick. I like that pick. I was hoping he'd look. Way up. to just hype up. Way to just give a whole Larry Fitzgerald speech. I think Bobby was really happy right now. Um, I think Larry's barely going to play. Who? It's true. Oh, Fitz? He's not good. That's He's what... not very Larry... good. He's old. Oh, Larry, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, I be... here, here, you guys want to bet on something? I bet you Pro Bowl week Larry Fitzgerald announces he's coming back. It'll happen Pro Bowl week. Every year. And there's like, oh, we need some news. Larry. All of a sudden, Larry's announced he's coming back. Good old Larry. Glory hog Larry. Oh. Love those glory hogs. That pisses uh, people I, off I, so I much when I make fun week. of Larry Fitzgerald. Like, I was like, one time I was like, this guy's so selfish. He stayed on one team so he can say they stayed on one team instead of, instead of winning. Guy's not a winner. People are like, that makes no sense at all. Um, but it's funny to me. Kenyon Drake wasn't picked yet. You're going to pick Drake? 
He's. I have. I have to do it. That's, that's risky, right there. If he doesn't, it's play, not risky. It's the safest pick of the entire. If he draft. doesn't play, you took he's Chase screwed. Over if Kenny he Drake. if he doesn't play, he's screwed, and I'm coming back. He's played the list. He's played since Miami week nine, and he's been questionable every week. So there's no reason why he shouldn't play. Yeah, I. You know, I, I'm gonna regret saying this because this means this guy's gonna get 25 points. But I can't believe you took Edmonds over Drake. But here's why. They can use Edmonds as like a passing guy and Kyler Murray can swing it out to him and Edmonds can take it that what up the field. That's points right there. That's true. But I mean I was I was close to taking Drake with my second pick. But like the Giants have been sh- really cl- shutting down running backs. I mean Drake is a good running back, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I mean Giants could easily slow him down. Well, honestly, what the Giants have been doing in the run game is they've actually been allowing running backs to get like decent yards per carry. But they know not to run the ball against the Giants, so they're they're emphasizing throwing the ball. So in a way, I would rather teams emphasize running the ball to think that they can run the ball against the Giants. But it also does help that the Giants have been up by double-digit points in the second half of games, so then teams have to throw the ball as well. So um, running backs have been somewhat efficient against the Giants' defense, but it's not ter- that's not a bad thing. It's not resulting in bad bad play. You know, Christopher Thompson's saying in the chat, and I believe him, no way that Larry Fitzgerald lost nine pounds. I thought he said four. Did he say nine? Did he say lost nine? Yeah. Th- well, he I know. updated his will. I- a, a UFC fighter lost 11 pounds from this, so, I mean, who knows? He's lying, too. I'm going Golden Tate, speaking of liars. Oh. Golden Tate. <laughs> oh. Him and Odell, speaking a couple of, of liars. liars. Um, I'm going Golden Tate. I, I think he's best best player available. And then, honestly... I'm part of the nation. I'm a member. And I'm just going to ride this. I'm going to ride this. I'm going Alfred Morse. I'm going Alfred Morse. I think Andy Isabella would be a better pick. Hell, I think Dan Arnold would be a better pick. Yeah. But I'm I'm trusting. I'm going Alfred Morse. I'm going Alfred Morse with this pick. I'm Alfred at Nation. I mean, I, I would have taken More him. More yards he... per carry than Gallman. Uh, shut up. Uh, I would have taken him if he swung back around. But... I mean, Justin's logic did make sense this week. Who knows how much carries Morris will really get because if Jones is back, they're going to be able to pass it now because they couldn't do that last week. Safe pick. He'll, he'll probably give you some points. I mean, he last time I cooked him, he gave me six-tenths of a point. So I'm kind of off that or Morris right now. Justin? I still have one more pick. So Dan Arnold is my pick. Caught two two passes last week for 60 yards and two touchdowns. So. No one's taking my guy, Max Williams. I love Max Williams. No, he's done nothing this year. I know, but I like him. He's a really good blocker. I remember one play the Ravens lined him up at guard, and he caught a pass from the guard spot. Oh, well, was on the Ravens, and now he's on the Cardinals. And So that theory that you had at the beginning of the show is correct, that the Cardinals are trying to become the Ravens. Danny, finish it off. (sighs) This is just scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Uh, Screw it. I'll take Andy Isabella. No. Was Isabella one of those guys in the draft where you're like, this guy's going to be really good? Yeah, it's like one of those times where you're like, why not? When Everybody was like, a, Andy Isabella is going to be that guy, which I still think he's pretty good. He, he's projected to give me two points. <laughs> All right, so the zoom. teams we have, I have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Golden Tate, and Alfred Morris. Justin has Wayne Gallman, Evan Ingram, Kenyon Drake, and Dan Arnold. And Danny has Sterling Shepard, Chase Edmonds, Darius Slayton, and Andy Isabella. It's time for Giant Factors. Danny, you have the first pick this week. So my giant factor this week, uh, you guys talked about Kyler Murray being injured and all that, 
or at least seeming to be injured. Who knows what he's really dealing with. This week, I'm taking Jabril Peppers as my Giants factor because this week, this is the uh, the Giants. I see they could use Jabril Peppers as that guy to mess with Kyler Murray's mind. You bring Jabril Peppers down the box. Is he going to be spying on you? Is he going to be rushing you? Or is he dropping back in the coverage? You won't know. And Jabril Peppers could mess with Kyler Murray's mind. He's still he's having a good year, but he's on the slowdown, and he's only his second year. This week, Patrick Grant can really get inside that mind of his, mess with it. Jabril Peppers has played in the box. He's playing coverage. You just don't know what they're going to do with Jabril Peppers. So give me Jabril Peppers this week as my Giants factor. Right on. Right on. I love it. Jabril Peppers has been one of the playmakers and impact players on this defense. I love it. Uh, Bobby, am I up? Yep, you're up. I'm up. All right. So, Blake Martinez kind of has an injury designation going into the game. Looks like he is going to play. He has a back injury. I feel like he's been struggling with injuries through the entire year, but he just hasn't missed a game. He's he's missed some plays, but he's been a warrior, and he's come right back in. There is not a game where we need Blake Martinez more, in my opinion, than this one. We need him every game. He's the captain of the defense. Um, he's calling plays. He's a play caller on that defense, but not a, not a game that we need him more because of the dynamic rushing offense that the Cardinals have. They're not the outside zone scheme like they were last year, but Blake Martinez is still super, super important. If we want to be playing our linebackers a little further back, Martinez needs to be the guy that, that makes up space, and he needs to be the guy that cleans up from our defensive line. Our defensive line, we know they're going to do a good job filling their gaps. Somebody needs to be there to step up, take good angles, and be a tackler and a playmaker in the run game. Blake Martinez has been that guy. He's my giant factor. Hope he plays without him. It's gonna be bad yeah uh, we didn't talk about confident. that enough he is yeah. such a huge this is if there was like a game on well no the the 49ers if there was a game on the schedule it's like where we need blake martinez this was the game was was this yeah. game we need him big time i was very close to making him my giant factor yeah. so I'm, I'm glad you did if we lose him we're screwed it's as simple as that and it's not like it like, on in different weeks i would be like well even like seattle last week where it's like you know they're trying they're not trying to run a ton um, although Blake Martinez did have a big play in coverage on that fourth down. Um, yeah, Blake Martinez is very huge, and we didn't really talk about that. Um, so glad you used it as a giant factor. My giant factor this week is a guy who's been zero factor the last two weeks. The last the last two weeks he's had one touch. It was one catch. It was a big catch, but it was one. He's facing up against Patrick Peterson, who's a really damn good corner. Darius Slayton, man, I don't know if you're injured. I don't know what's going on with you, but we need you. We need you for downfield shots. We need you to work the intermediate game. You make this offense better when you are on and clicking, and Daniel Jones needs you. Daniel Jones, you know, like I said, we don't expect him to run around a ton. If he's going to want to make some big plays over the middle, it's going to have to be to you, man. It's going to have to be to you. Whether it's a go ball, whether it's a 20-yard dig, we need you to be able to make some plays, Darius Slayton. We need you, man. We can't have you having one catch for 14 yards in two weeks. Can't have it. You can't have you dropping 60-yard passes. Can't have it, Darius. I know you're probably dealing with some type of injury. It seems like you are. But if you're going to play, we freaking need you, man. And we need to get something over on Patrick Peterson. So Darius Slayton is my giant factor for this matchup. It was that Washington game when he like kind of jerked his foot in like as he scored that touchdown. That was the play where it felt like Darius Slayton just wasn't right after that. He wasn't right in any game, and he still isn't. So he's dealing with something. It's just a question of what is it. 
as Justin updates his fantasy lineup. Most likely, I didn't make the playoffs in any of my leagues, so I'm good. No, I'm not updating my. I'm done with fan. I'm done with. Oh, bro, I'm I'm winning the Patreon league. I'm so checked out. I'm I'm Um, gonna crush Chris Meckles. If you win it, you're not getting paid. Wow, I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. No, I'll pay you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just know but you're not going to get the hundred dollar prize. You're just going to get what people bought, paid in for. That's fine. Just know I will have a belt on my shoulder that when I win. There, no, because be you want to know who. There's another person who has a belt on their shoulder, and we, we, I, if it, we just can't be associated with that person. Who? who? I can't say it because I don't want to give him his attention. Someone who hates us. A new, a newfound someone who hates us, Justin. Is this another YouTuber? Yes. All right, let's move on. Oh, irrelevant. Yes, irrelevant. Sorry. No, you can have your belt, Danny. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. We don't. I don't even know. Half the people don't even know who that is. Danny, you can have your freaking belt. All right, quick picks. Let's make them quick this week, guys. Um, I am still in first place. I went five and three last week. Everybody else went four and four. Boom. So I am at sixty-five and thirty-eight. The listeners are at sixty-two and forty-one. Six games back. Justin, you are at fifty-eight and forty-five. Danny, you are fifty-four and forty-nine. Pats at Rams Thursday Night Football. Listeners represented by oh, who was the name of the guy who? It was a bland name. It was, I think it was Stephen Brown. Bad guy. Yes, moved. Steve yeah. Brown. Steve Brown. It was Steve Brown. Yep, I knew it was a bland name. No offense, Steve <laughs> Brown. Wow. He, he he's representing the listeners this week. He picked Love the Patriots. Steve. Patriots at Rams. I'm going Patriots as well. Bill Belichick is an alpha male over Beta Sean McVay. He owns him. I'm going Patriots. The Patriots are back. Patriots are back. Give me the Rams. Patriots are not back. Danny? I'm going to give you the short history on the Rams. No, I'm taking the Rams as well. Chiefs at Dolphins. Listeners went Chiefs. This is my upset city pick this week. Wow. Upset city. I'm going the Dolphins, dude. I I believe in the Dolphins. I believe in Brian Forrest. I think they're going to have something for the Chiefs. This is going to be a week where the Chiefs lose. They're not going to go 15-1. and one. They will probably go 14-2. and two. One of the games they will lose will be to Brian Flores and my Miami Dolphins. Dolphins winning. Danny, who do you got? Uh, something tells me the Dolphins are going to win. I'm on your side this week. Give me the I'm Miami Dolphins. You. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> Typically, when you guys pick two teams and I want to pick the other, I've been wrong. But, uh... I don't. I don't. I just don't think Tua can keep up. I don't think Tua can keep up with the Chiefs' offense. Um, I think there have been a lot of good defenses that have thrown some good things at Patrick Mahomes, but he's still been able to overcome it this year. Give me the Chiefs. Vikings at Bucks. Listeners went Bucks. Justin, who do you got? I'm going Vikings. You want to know who leads the I knew league? You, were. Com- you want to know who leads the league in completion percentage over expected? Who's been the most accurate quarterback in the National Football League? Granted, he has a very limited attempts, probably. It's been Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is overtook Russell Wilson as the number one most accurate quarterback in the National Football League this year. Remember when Sam Bradford set the record for completion percentage for the Vikings? Same situation. Well, it's, Kirk well, Cousins, it's different. Stinks. Like I said, he that singing video. I was never picking the Vikings again, even though I, I loved believed it. I picked him literally that next week. I'm taking the Bucks to win it though. Bucks, 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 baby. Texas at Bears. Listeners went Texans. I said I was off the Bears train. I'm very <laughs> tempted on. to get back on the Bears train. But I can't do it. I'm off on the Bears. I am going Texans. Revenge game to Sean Watson. Oh. Texans win. That's true. Um, tough for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, 
Can the Texans make the playoffs? Is there a chance that no. that happens? I don't think so. The AFC wild card's too good. Okay, because there was, there was chatter of that happening. Give me the Texans. I think they feel like they have something to prove. Texans. If they were in the NFC, they would uh, they ha- they would have a shot. Literally everyone in the NFC has a shot to make the playoffs. If the Texans were in the NFC East, they'd be the same record as the Giants. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Colts at Raiders. Listeners went Colts. I'm going Colts, too. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Colts believer. This is really this was like the one game that probably shouldn't have been on here. I'm going Colts. Justin, okay. Um I'm going Raiders. I feel like the Raider, uh, Raiders are a very hot and cold team. They're going to be hot this week. When you get blown out by the Atlanta Falcons and lose to the Jets because Greg Williams doesn't know how to call defensive plays apparently in a final play situation, I can't take the Raiders. Give me the Colts. That's the win the Raiders needed to get back on track. This was the team okay. that broke Derek Carr's leg, the Colts. Revenge game. <laughs> yeah, revenge. revenge game. It's a revenge, revenge week. Game. It's a revenge week. <laughs> Speaking of revenge week, Kyle Shanahan going up against Washington. How about that? Revenge Screw week. Screw him. Alex Smith going up against San Fran. This is actually a revenge game. <laughs> Who is going to get revenge? The listeners went Washington. Come on, Steve Brown. You got to be for us. You can't be against us. No. Going we'll Niners. Never... Kyle Shanahan refuses to lose. Alex Smith is a wimp. He's a loser. He's a check down Charlie. I'm going 49ers. Justin, who you got? I will never not pick a team that's playing against the NFC East. I, uh, Kyle Shanahan for the win. Daniel? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say, I picked Washington to win last week. I mean, yeah, many he also went 4-4. Four four, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. But I picked Washington. I, I, I believed in Washington. I don't know why I did. I hate myself for it. Give me the 49ers this week. I don't want Washington winning anymore. That's supposed to be like a joke of a pick, and then they're like, oh, okay, we'll go do it now. Steelers at Bills. The listeners went Steelers. The Steelers are now 11-1, and one, and the whole world is going, see? See? They lost they the They were bad. They, they, they didn't go undefeated. They're really not that good. They played 14 games in like, I'm still, they played 14 games in three days. They played three games in 14 days. They lost, dude. They, hey, look, they've lost one. They still have the best record in the NFL, see? Who, who do you sound like right now? Um, oh, boy. Oh. You sound like a, a character. The <laughs> oh. uh, Bills are going to win. Nobody. <laughs> That was, I don't know what just happened, but nobody, and I mean, I'm going to keep saying it's like, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. In their own stadium, Sunday Night Football? Give me freaking Buffalo. I can't wait to edit all of that on the podcast app, so I have to reduce the volume by so much. Um, can't wait to edit that. Uh, again, can't wait. Um, Ravens Browns. I'll do the final one. Ravens Browns. Uh, probably the somewhat of the game of the week, right? Um, Lamar Jackson. The Ra- uh, the Browns are hot. The Browns are back. Um, Bobby, who are you going with? The Sunday Night Flex brought back all the Baker Mayfield hate for me. And I had some okay. dumb Browns fan commenting on the channel like, "Those were taken out of context." That's why I sound like a Browns fan. Make them go out of context. They took those quotes out of context. No, they didn't. Shut up. I hate Baker Mayfield. It's back. The hate is back. I thought the hate was gone. Odell probably brought it back a little bit. I'm going the Ravens. Thanks, Odell. Um, Listeners went Browns. I think I'm also going to go Browns. I went Ravens. I heard. Thank you. Next next Sunday night will be <laughs> will be 
set up to be the best game of the year. So much on the line. The Cleveland Browns will win it on Monday night. Monday night, not Sunday night. Monday night. Monday night. I'll take that out of context. We're done. No, we're not. Oh, you, you not know your own show? Danny, what's your score prediction for Giants hosting the Arizona Cardinals? The Giants hosting the Arizona Cardinals. I sat through some crap weather last year watching this team lose. Watching Saquon do jack nothing. The Giants get a block punt. That was fun. Giants will win it. Elijah Penny. Elijah Penny, freaking beast. Not going to mention anything else about Elijah Penny. But uh, Giants win it this week. They win it. I'm going to go 23-14. Wow. Justin? 24-20. Giants win. Question mark. Say, say it with your chest. Giants win. I can't Giants say it with win. my chest this week. <laughs> can't say it with my chest this week. You know who can't say if their chest is Crowder Murray because he's a midget. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we don't lose the midgets. Giants are going to win big. And we're, I mean, we're the most relevant team in the NFL right now. We just got flexed this on air football over the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. We got flexed over the Dallas Cowboys. Giants 77, Cardinals 0. Let's go, Giants. And appreciate you guys. Leave a rating review. We're trying to overtake first place. We'll see you guys on Monday for a Victory Monday. Another Victory Monday with Stacking Wins. Get the t-shirt, Stacking Wins. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you. Let's go. Big Blue.